If you've ever considered a career in the signal branch, there's never been a better time to apply. And today, my guests will be expanding upon how you can do just that. I'm Specialist Bria DeBose, and I'm here today with Chief Warrant Officer 5, Garth Hahn, the signal branch proponent for warrant officers, and Sergeant First Class Khan with the Warrant Officer Recruiting Team out of Grafenfair, Germany. Today, we're discussing the many common questions applicants have when applying to become a signal warrant officer. We will be exploring the U.S. Army Signal Branch Warrant Officer Military Occupational Specialties, such as 255 Alpha Information System Technician, 255 November Network Systems Technician, and 255 Sierra Information Protection Technician. And I just want to thank you, Chief Han and Sergeant Khan, for joining me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Of course. So let's get right into it. Chief Han, this is for you. Um, how do you feel about serving as a warrant officer, and how did you make that transition into becoming a warrant officer? Thanks. Uh, a great question. And, I, you know, I would say I've loved being a warrant officer. Next to joining the military, it was the best career decision I've made in the Army. And it's an avenue for anyone who wants to maintain a technical, maintain their technical uh, abilities and improve their technical abilities and uh, continue to lead from a technical perspective in the Army. Uh, I did my, I transitioned uh, after about 12 years in the Army. I had enlisted in the Army in 1986 as a satellite communicator. I served in a variety of organizations and decided to apply for appointment as a warrant officer as a, as a Sergeant First Class. Uh, I was at a point in my career where I felt I would be moving into more uh, personnel management roles, uh, leadership roles, and uh, while I enjoyed leading soldiers, I wanted to do that in a more technical manner. So uh, I was accepted, I applied for, and it was accepted into the Warrant Officer Program. I attended uh, Warrant Officer Candidate School and was pinned uh, Warrant Officer 1 in 1998. Uh, since then, I've had the opportunity to serve at echelons from brigade to combatant command. Uh, I deployed to OIF and other operational missions and uh, performed that highly technical work in many different capacities. Uh, I do enjoy leading small teams of, of highly technical soldiers and civilians in the communications work that we do in the Signal Corps. So for, for me, going warrant has led to a very satisfying career. Wow, that's that's quite a resume there, sir. <laughs> Um, so I want to ask some questions that um, are some common questions that applicants have when they're considering going into the Signal Corps. So my first question is, can you tell me what warrant officers in your specialty do in a normal span of a day? And when they start out as a new warrant officer, what are some of those responsibilities that they have? Sure. Uh, so first, let me tell you a little bit about our uh, Signal Warrant Officers. Uh, we have four warrant officer MOSs. Uh, you mentioned three. We also have a capper MOS at the W-5 rank, uh, senior signal warrant officer. Uh, two of the MOSs, 255 Alpha and 255 November, are, are, are our sessions MOSs. I mean, that's the, those are the two MOSs that NCOs will be uh, seeing on the warrant officer website, uh, go warrant now, and we'll be applying for to become a signal warrant officer. The 255 Sierra Information Protection Technician uh, has been in the past a, a feeder MOS fed from the 255 Alpha and 255 November. However, in FY21, we are making that an accessions MOS as well, and we expect to begin assessing into that 
at MOS this coming fiscal year. Anyone interested in a more cybersecurity-focused uh, MOS, that's an opportunity for them to get in, involved in the Signal uh, Warrant Officer program. Our warrant officers typically start at the brigade, uh, honing their skills in communications areas, and that would be across all three of our MOSs, Alpha, November, and Sierra. In successive assignments, they'll go on to operating at the division and core with many opportunities to get into enterprise networking with agencies like the Defense Information Systems Agency, White House Communications Agency, and others. The Signal Corps has warrant officers across the military from tactical to national levels. So there are many, many opportunities for a career, and it's a good source of information about specifics about our different MOSs is the DAPM 600-3 available on the MillSuite site uh, that has information on training, assignments, and academic opportunities available to each of the MOSs, including a career map. And that would give everybody an, uh, a pretty good understanding of how a warrant officer in the Signal Corps' career would progress from the time they become a warrant officer through, uh, through retirement. Absolutely. So we kind of talked a little bit about some of the opportunities and benefits while you're in the military as a warrant officer. What are some of those benefits that Signal warrant officers can take into the civilian world? We assess NCOs with strong technical abilities. And typically, they're already operating at a high level of uh, understanding of communication systems, whether it's information systems, uh, network systems, or they have a cybersecurity background. So what we do is we take that, we add to it, provide opportunities for certification during their basic course. Then they go out and they get a lot of experience in all kinds of communications methods from across the really broad field that we're in, and all of which applies to uh, the commercial world. So what we provide, uh, or what a warrant officer gets by going into the program that is applicable on the outside world is what every, in some ways, what every soldier gets, uh, opportunities for continuing their college, opportunities for continuing uh, certification. Uh, we give them specifically experience in those areas that uh, add to those certifications and that college uh, uh, through an experiential uh, basis in communications and communications techniques. And I'm going to give myself a bit of a promotion here, <laughs> but if I was a young staff sergeant working in a brigade S6 or a division G6 shop, what advice would you give me on what types of jobs I need to start working now um, in my enlisted career that will help me achieve a commission as a signal warrant officer? When we screen the package for IT experience, we, we look for those skills that are core competencies in the MOS they're applying for. And we want high performance in any position they are in as, refle as reflected in their NCOER. Uh, but jobs that indicate uh, work installing, operating, and maintaining network systems, information systems, or other positions that allow them to, to learn communications in the Army at the tactical and strategic level will help them as they move into the warrant officer career fields. Okay. And is there training that I can take advantage of right now before applying to becoming a signal warrant officer that might help me? Uh, yes, absolutely. Our successful applicants are, are really quite skilled. And uh, so it, it is a competitive process to become a warrant officer. Uh, over 60% ha already have a degree and uh, all have at least one um, IT certification because we do require Security Plus. Training and certifications that help NCOs improve in their own jobs as communicators are recommended. And uh, like I said, we 
require the Security Plus already um, or higher certifications for each MOS. And uh, additional certifications that support the discipline of networking, IT management, or information security are helpful. And when going through the process of choosing people for becoming signal warrant officers, are you on that board or are you someone that oversees that process? So I'm, I do not sit on the boards. What I do is process the packets that are coming in and send them to the uh, through the G1 process. So I work with the recruiters. I'm a, a, a way station. And what I do is screen the packets for um, for MOS prerequisites and ensure that they are technically qualified for the uh, for becoming a signal warrant officer. Uh, but I do not sit on the board. Uh, but I am very uh, familiar with the board process. It's a centralized board, and it is, as I mentioned, very uh, uh, very competitive. So it, it, it is helpful to uh, spend some time on those those warrant officer packets uh, and uh, preparing through with a uh, mentor, preferably a senior warrant officer mentor, but any warrant officer, signal warrant officer that they can find can help them uh, help give tips for applying for warrant officer. And I would encourage any NCO that is considering applying, obtain information from a warrant officer already uh, to uh, help them put that packet together. Absolutely. So you mentioned those packets. What are some common mistakes that applicants make when they're applying to the cohort and how can those kind of be avoided? Probably the most common mistake is is starting too late, too late in the career. There is a time and service requirement uh, or or limit of 12 years. It is waiverable and uh, we will consider NCOs with more more than 12 years, if they have a very strong communications background and um, and a, a good reason for not applying prior. But it, besides just the time and service requirement, there's also it helps to consider this earlier in the career so that you give your yourself time to build that resume, that experiential base as an NCO. And, and develop more of your skills prior to becoming a warrant officer. Because our, as I mentioned before, our warrant officers are out there at the brigade at, at the typical first assignment, first unit of assignment. And they are uh, leading those small teams uh, right out of basic course. So we give them some great training, uh, but they're, they still have to fall back on those skill sets and leadership uh, qualities that they built as an NCO. So having an idea about wanting to go warrant officer and giving yourself a, a couple years to prepare for it prior to applying, uh, I think is a good, good uh, way of, of moving forward. Not that you have to wait, but it is better to uh, start early and think about that, uh, about warrant officer as a possibility when you're uh, planning out your career earlier in your career rather than later. I, I think that's a great time to and, and start exploring all your options. Uh, the Army is really an amazing place uh, with the, providing opportunities to the to soldiers. Uh, and if you have some college and you're interested in continuing on with an Army career, ex, you know, explore uh, all the options available to you uh, as an officer, as a warrant officer, continuing as an NCO. Uh, we need great people in every one of those cohorts. And uh, when you make your decision, 
And, and as I mentioned before, I, I believe uh, for me that the tipping point was wanting to stay more technical. And as I realized that's where I wanted to go, I, I chose Warren Officer because it allowed me to uh, be a leader in a very technical area. Okay. Thank you for that, sir. When submitting a packet to the board, what do board members value the most when they're looking at those applications? So uh, the selection board is, uh, as I mentioned before, it's a centralized board. Uh, the members are from across warrant officer branches. They do not, each of the members does not necessarily know everything about uh, every MOS they're going to uh, be selecting for. So it's very important that as a their resume that they consider their audience and keep their audience in mind, putting information in plain language, uh, making sure that, that it's written out in a way that someone who is not necessarily familiar with communications would understand uh, what their contributions are to the Army and to the mission in that unit that they are in. Uh, I think that's, a, that's an important part of it. And of course, making sure everything is complete, attention to detail is important, and grammar and spelling, having a good picture. The picture is like a uh, handshake to the board. It's one of the first things they'll see, and you want to make sure that your picture uh, looks as good as it can. Other things are, are fitness. Uh, although we're in a uh, an odd time with the pandemic currently, the uh, APFT and soon to be the ACFT will be something that cuts across all of our branches, and it's uh, an easy uh, measure of of where a uh, soldier stands against other soldiers in that that are coming through the board. So uh, I think those are a couple of the things that I would say people should spend some time on. You kind of touched on you know creating those resumes. What's the best way that people can highlight some of the skills that they possessed so they can really stand out? So for the signal warrant officers, we like to see what they've done in their in their organization uh, throughout the resume uh, from a communications point of view what achievements they've had or or accomplishments they've made in, in the communications realm something that highlights their knowledge and uh, doing that in each in each block but really we also want to see a high performance uh, record and, and that's why NCOERs are, are such an important part of the packet. Uh, that shows a history of performance in all, all the duties. And we want to see strong performance evaluations on those NCOERs. Uh, and that ties in with, those, with that resume. And I would say it's helpful, again, to have a warrant officer mentor uh, sit down and review the resume uh, and, and the whole packet with the soldier that is writing it to help point out uh, some of the areas that they could highlight uh, more or, or expound upon in order to bring out those communications capabilities that the, this NCO is bringing to the warrant officer cohort. You know, sir, you've mentioned um, the importance of having a mentor several times. Like, why do you feel like it's important to have a mentor in, in this career field in particular or in general? In general, it, it is helpful to have someone uh, that you can go to, that you trust, to uh, have candid conversations about where you want to take your career. 
I would say that that would go for any warrant officer specialty, uh, talking to a warrant officer in that specialty because they can they can tell you more about it uh, than you can get from just reading the DAPN 600-3 or listening to this podcast. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I need to get a mentor myself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Once a candidate is selected, how long do they attend the warrant officer candidate school and how long is the training there are warrant officer selection boards that meet all year. The warrant officer uh, selection boards for the coming fiscal year are the same as they have been, and we don't expect that to change, but our months are January, May, and September. Uh, and uh, again, I would refer you refer any NCOs that are considering applying to the Go Warrant Now uh, USAREC website, and, and they have all of the information and schedules for that. Uh, but once a once an NCO is selected in one of those boards, then we would expect that within the year they are going to attend Warrant Officer Candidate School. Uh, I say a year, and, and that can sound like a long time. Part of that is because of the situation, the current situation with the pandemic, our training pipeline, if you will, the Warrant Officer Candidate School and the basic course, we had to cancel some courses because of the, or some classes because of the uh, uh, pandemic, we weren't able to move NCOs and officers in and out of the courses. So uh, that's caused a bit of a backlog, but uh, we expect to move through that sometime in 21. So we would expect a normal time frame uh, from selection to candidate school to get closer to about six months. And then Candidate school itself is five weeks long, and the NCO pins warrant officer one at the end of that five weeks. When uh, upon the pinning, it's usually a matter of weeks, uh, less than a month, that the new warrant officer moves to Fort Gordon and begins their training. Our training will... Uh, for each of our MOSs is, is 21 weeks long in the basic course. So they would PCS here to Fort Gordon, attend the training, and then uh, PCS off to their first unit of assignment. For our uh, Warrant Officer 1s coming out of the basic course, typically about halfway through the basic course, uh, HRC, Signal Branch Warrant Officer, comes down, talks to the class, and explains the AIM system, which is the assignment interactive module that HRC uses to do assignments for Warrant Officers and Officers. They will have an opportunity to rank within AIM that they would like to go and express their preference that way, and then they will head off to uh, first unit of assignment at that time. Okay. Um, I kind of got a fun question about duty stations. In your opinion, what are the best three duty stations that one can expect to serve while assigned as a signal warrant officer? Uh, so that, that's a tough question. Everyone's got a uh, their favorites, I'm sure. I've done five tours in Europe, and uh, my wife and I are always happy to go have the opportunity to go back there. Um, so I would I would have to say Germany is uh, among my personal top um, top picks. You know, we have warrant officer positions in, in Germany. We have warrant officer positions pretty much around the world. So uh, while my preference may be Germany, uh, we do have uh, positions in Hawaii. We have positions uh, at every base. We have looked at uh, TDAs and authorization documents, manning authorization documents from just about every unit. And there's uh, communications individuals in every unit, and many units, brigade and above, have signal warrant officer positions in them. So we have positions. 
pretty much everywhere that a person would want to go in their as their dream position, whether it's Alaska, Hawaii, uh, Germany, uh, Florida, Fort Riley, Kansas, whatever, whatever floats your boat, if you will. Right. It sounds like there's a lot of um, different places you can go. And it's really more so about the opportunities, I think. Right. Absolutely. And and I think it's the uh, along with those uh, location opportunities, we have jobs at many different echelons within not just the Army, but the Joint Services and the uh, Special Ops community and uh, at the national level uh, among various agencies. So uh, as a warrant officer progresses through their career, uh, as I mentioned, there's many location opportunities, but there's also uh, many ways to serve, uh, many many, uh, echelons and and positions to serve in that you can really expand your knowledge uh, of and, and use your expertise in communications uh, to uh, add to the really uh, defense of our country from every every echelon imaginable, from the uh, from White House communications agency working closely with the president, um, all the way through to the uh, through uh, divisions and corps at, at brigade level, and and everything in between. Uh, so it it really there are some amazing opportunities from a geographic point of view and from a from a job point of view and, uh, and to make for an exciting career for anybody. Okay, are signal warrant officers really busy? I'd be lying if I said that it was you could kick back and uh, <laughs> it was a kickback uh, way of life. It's it is very busy and uh, it, you know. I think, as with many jobs, uh, there there are ebbs and flows. Um, just like any job in the Army, I, as an NCO, I would be uh, extraordinarily busy sometimes, uh, and to some degree, that goes to unit the unit type of unit you're in. Um, uh, but as a warrant officer, I was I was certainly just as busy, and uh, there are times when um, you're working late and coming in early, ensuring that uh, the critical mission of the organization that you're in is getting done, communications are happening, and uh, mission command is enabled. But just like with most jobs, uh, there's downtime as well. So uh, I always felt that there was a pretty good balance uh, across my career where of times when you were very busy and times when um, you had some downtime and were able to spend a little more time with the family and do some things uh, along those lines. Good. Balance is important. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the promotion rates. Like what is the promotion from uh, Chief Warrant Officer 1 to Chief Warrant Officer 5? What is that like? How fast is it or or not fast? The promotion as a warrant officer, uh, there's two competitive categories for warrant officers. There is uh, technicians and aviators. Each has a slightly different time frame for uh, when promotions are done across the career. Uh, but someone who comes in as a signal warrant officer, a technician, can expect to pin W1 at the completion of candidate school. Uh, they will pin W2 at the completion of two years from that, from that time. Uh, then they are looked at for promotion at the as a CW2 at the four-year mark, uh, and then pin with the expectation that they would, if selected, would pin W3 at the 
five-year mark or seven-year mark as a, as a uh, warrant officer. And then it is the same amount of time from CW3 to CW4. It's four years as a CW3 you get looked at. If, the, if you're selected, you will be pinned CW4 the following year at the fifth year mark. And then the same for CW5, uh, four years as a W4 you're looked at and pinned uh, W5. So it works out to about 17 years or so. Most of our session candidates have approximately 10 years. We're averaging about 10 years in service at that time. So right. uh, you're, you're pinning somewhere in the 26, 27 year mark of, a, of a, your career when you pin CW5. And then the, the warrant officer career uh, can span 30 years. So um, if you pin it, if you pin W1 at your 10 year mark, uh, time and service wise, then you can serve an additional 30 years to potentially make it to 40 as long as you get promoted throughout uh, each of the ranks. Wait, what? You can you can serve that many years? You can serve that many years. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, I came in in 86. I've, I've just recently went over 34 years myself. Oh, wow. I thought they kicked everybody out after 20 years. <laughs> no. No, many, many folks do move on uh, once retirement eligible. There's a few old dogs like me uh, that stick around uh, a little bit longer. I do want to ask um, one last question. In your opinion, why should someone compete to be part of a signal warrant officer MOS? Uh, you know, that's a gr- again, great question. And I, I would say... Uh, my experience, uh, the, the warrant officers I've talked to, uh, if you have an aptitude for technical, if you have a technical mind, if you have an aptitude for doing technical duties um, and you enjoy it, I, I think that becoming a signal warrant officer is a, a very natural progression and a, a manner of, uh, of staying in the Army, uh, doing something you enjoy, being uh, compensated for it and progressing up in rank and doing things, the opportunity to do things that you otherwise probably would never get the opportunity to do. It's really, uh, it's an exciting time right now as the Army changes, uh, refocusing on the large-scale combat operations. We are uh, updating our PME as we always do. Now we're adding more emerging technologies into our basic course, our Warrant Officer basic course, our Warrant Officer advanced course. Uh, This year we're rolling in some cloud fundamental training and uh, we will continue to push for cloud data engineering and uh, AI as the Army moves in that direction with the systems that that are coming out of Army Futures Command. With the eye of, uh, with the eye on getting to that large-scale combat operations-ready army in 2028. So, so this is an exciting time, and I hope I think for those that want to be a part of that uh, in a very technical manner, the Signal Corps Warrant Officer is really a great place to be. Well, I'm going to pass the floor a little bit to Sergeant First Class Khan. You know, the biggest thing I would say is if you've been listening to Chief Han and all the amazing advice he's given us today, uh, that's a lot of great guidance, right? So if you're looking for more specifics about all of the different um, signal cohort uh, warrant officer positions, um, you know, I would love for you to to uh, get onto our website, which is www.gowarrantnow.com, or simply Google searches 
Army Warrant Officer Recruiting or U.S. Army Warrant Officer Recruiting and go to the first link. It's the same exact website. All of our contact information is on our website. You can also find us on Facebook at Go Warrant Now, and it'll take you to our uh, Facebook link there. We'd love to hear from you um, as soon as possible to start plugging away at your packets. So uh, please get in touch with us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Well, Sergeant Khan and Chief Han, I want to thank you both for joining me today. And for all our listeners out there, you heard the chief. Get your packet started early. Get guidance from warrant officers in your unit and regional warrant officer recruiting team.